today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. One of the uh, dilemmas facing Hamilton City Council, of course, is what to do with these uh, tent encampments. Uh, well, downtown Hamilton, of course. You know there are some councillors that just want police and whoever else to just move in there and get rid of these things. Uh, there's an injunction in place right now, which has put this thing on pause. Uh, but it's not going to go away, and certainly the problems are not going to go away that have caused this in the first place. So as Hamilton tries to decide exactly how they're going to handle this, uh, maybe there's a lesson to be learned from London, Ontario, uh, because those encampments exist there too, and they seem to be taking a much different approach to it. Craig Cooper is the manager of homeless prevention for the City of London and uh, joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Craig, good morning. Thanks so much for the time today. Good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, the City of London, is, is uh, you know, when they're looking at something like this, uh, is is taking this tact of, okay, this uh, nobody wants to be there. Nobody wants to be in a tent encampment, but are they addressing the problems that put that there in the first place? Yeah, so, you know, our our, our tact here in, in the City of London is, is we recognize with the pandemic and the challenges that people, people have had uh, with limited shelter space and having to create the physical distancing, we, we took a bit of a compassionate approach initially during the early days of the pandemic. We've really, you know, focused on working with individuals with where they're at, trying to uh, focus on housing stability and focus on permanent housing and really work with them um, to make sure that they're physically distancing in the spaces that they're staying and, and really you know, not not being able to spread the pandemic, but also, you know, engage our, our outreach teams and engage our um, support services. Where is the camp? So we have one encampment uh, on Bathurst Street here in London. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's an average size camp where, you know, it's it's not something the city uh, sanctions. We don't sanction 10 cities, but we're like I say, we're taking that compassionate approach. And as long as individuals at this point are um, maintaining the 12-foot physical distancing that is recommended and they're not creating a health and safety concern for themselves or anybody in the area, we are uh, taking that compassionate approach. Uh, which is laudable, by the way, because I think what we have to do here, and we've had discussions on our program about this, certainly, and uh, is to understand exactly why these are here in the first place. Part of it is COVID. Partly, of course, is the housing shortage that we've all talked about for years, and governments promise every year that they're going to do something about it and rarely do. Uh, this is really kind of a culmination of a whole bunch of factors that rolled into one that are actually causing these. Yeah, we, we do see that uh, quite regularly. The, the, the lack of, of affordable housing, the lack of housing and, and choice of housing is, is definitely plays a, a large barrier. We're seeing more what I would call economically homeless people that are just on the verge and on the edge uh, living in poverty that can no longer afford rental increases or uh, can no longer afford their apartments. Uh, we, we do see individuals that have challenges with addictions, mental health and trauma or experiencing in the moment crises. And um, we, we support them as well as best as we can and as much as they want to engage with us. Um, you know, we, we do really need to focus on, um, you know, that continued engagement and that continued work with folks. We want to make sure that um, we're meeting their needs in the moment, but also in the long term. So we, we view housing as, as the solution there. Uh, we recognize we need shelters in our system and we need people to have choice in housing. And um, we're working with folks to, to, to have that choice. It, it's, it's a bit hard to, to say, hey, I'm going to choose where I want to live when you're choosing right now to live unsheltered, right? So we do work with individuals so that they can appreciate that um, we're supporting them in the moment, supporting them with what they need today, but also then, you know, what would tomorrow look like for you and what does uh, permanent housing look like for you? And let's, let's get that for you, right? Let's find your home and not just a house. 
Uh, what about su- supplying services for the, for these encampments, uh, even on a short-term basis? Uh, sanitation, uh, maybe as you say, addiction services, mental health services, are those readily available? So we have outreach teams across uh, our, our, our city staff, uh, as well as some of the agencies that we work with. So we have a London Cares agency here in town that's our, our main housing stability worker agency. They have uh, uh, two outreach teams that are on these sites five, six times a day. Uh, we work quite closely with our addiction services and mental health outreach teams as well. Um, we do provide, uh, in, the, in the moment, we've provided what we call comfort stations. It, it's basically a, a port of potty and a number of those on the site. Uh, and, we, you know, we have a lot of groups in our community that are providing food, providing other resources for folks in there that, um, you know, they need the day-to-day things to live. How's the community responding to this, Craig? You know, it's a mix. Um, we have people that are totally supportive of this and thinking it's a long time coming and other ones that are completely against it. So we try to, to balance both those expectations and we really try to focus on the individual and, and what is causing them to, to uh, you know, what are the factors that, that have chosen them to, to have to live unsheltered or, or, or why they won't go to shelter or won't take some other services. So we really let that noise just kind of do its thing and we really manage the individual and try to manage, um, you know, supporting that person. What's uh, when the discussion rolls around to long-term solutions? Uh, who's at the table? I mean, your your council has been very compassionate about this, and sounds like there's enough members of the community that understand that. Look, this is not the new normal, uh, but it's necessary at this time. And and what we need to do is to try to help these people along. But we need a long-term solution too. And I would like to think that the federal and provincial governments are going to be at the table when you have those discussions. The city yeah, can't do it by themselves, can they? Exactly. It's, it's going to take a, a combined effort from every, all levels of government. And so we know with the um, housing programs and, and the capital programs that are available through the federal government and Community Mortgage Housing Corporation, we have the conversations with them. Our municipal council recently endorsed a uh, modular housing strategy that we're working towards, uh, you know, working with the provincial government, and the federal government on capital opportunities. A lot of communities are doing that. I think every community in, in the in the province is doing some form of affordable housing, looking at modular, looking at different ways to support people uh, better. And, um, you know, I think it, it's great work, but each community is so unique. Each community is so different. And what works in one community may not work in another, and what works there may not work here. So, um, you know, it, it's really important for communities to, to know their, their populations and, and not be afraid to try new things. Well, exactly, and and I know that. Uh, let's face it, this is this is not something that's new. There's no playbook to follow here, is there? I mean, you know, I'm sure you're aware of the Hamilton situation. They they used uh, first Ontario Centre, the arena downtown, of course, as is a, a temporary shelter. Uh, they've also put some people up in the hotel rooms because obviously hotels aren't doing a whole lot of business these days. But there's a, there's a short term cost to the municipality to those uh, those you know band aid solutions really. And what we need something is is a little more long term. But I think we have to. I guess couch our, our expectations, but the because you know, this is not going to go away overnight. Exactly, and and we have to couch those expectations with reality, right? So I know we uh, we've done the same thing. We put people in in motels. We've tried to work with our shelters. We still have an unsheltered population of people living out outside. Um, but what we're working towards is those long-term solutions as well. So getting more housing starts into the community, working with our landlords and our developers to to see what opportunities are available, and then being ready to to take advantage of opportunities that that come up. Right? If if there's an opportunity with student housing that isn't going to be fulfilled this summer or this fall, let's make sure we're available and have those relationships in place with the landlords and the the renters, um, so that we can you know 
rent, put people in, in that housing, whether even if it's, you know, midterm, right? That's, that's the next step on potentially somebody's housing journey. Um, part of that housing um, strategy that I mentioned earlier was uh, some transitional housing. And so we're looking at utilizing one of the motels we've rented longer term to try and help provide some transitional space for folks to, to stabilize and really where we can have the, the necessary housing conversations so that they're not necessarily outside. We recognize the cold weather is going to be upon us quite quickly and, um, you know, people will find uh, accommodations, but for those that can't find accommodations, we, it's the same battle we have every year. And uh, if we have a second wave of the pandemic and things close down again, it just highlights the need of the vulnerable that much more. And we want to make sure we have some degree of a plan in place to, to support those folks and, and make sure uh, it works What's the uh, the status of the, uh, the the housing stock, the affordable housing stock in the city? And, and you brought up about the student population. Western, like many other universities, of course, is going to be doing virtual classes uh, for the short term anyway. We don't know how long that's going to last. Mm-hmm. But there are a number of landlords, obviously, because of the student population in London that would have expected to have people there and probably are not going to anymore. Are they coming forward and saying, look, we have, we have a possibility here. We have, we have accommodation here that somebody can have on a short term? Yeah, so we, we have been reaching out and we have a housing finder program here in the city. It's called our housing identification program. And so we have a number of finders that are out there building relationships with landlords, talking to them on a regular basis to see what might be available. And to date, we've not heard that there's going to be a significant number of units available. We see other communities getting to the point where, you know, Ottawa's had some opportunity there where the, that, that um, area has come to the table for them. We're waiting still to see here in London, the landlords are saying that, no, we've got everything rented, we're, we're good, um, but we're waiting, you know, we'll always be at the ready if, if that changes to, to sort of assist them with, uh, with rental if they need it. It's a fascinating uh, exercise and, and uh, one that's uh, presenting some great challenges, of course, to communities. And that's why it's uh, so important, I guess, to, for us to, to look beyond our own uh, city limits sometimes to say, okay, this is going on here too. How are they handling it? And uh, it sounds as if there's a, a mix of compassion and at the same time practicality to what uh, you're doing in the city of London. Uh, thanks so much for the time today, Craig. Uh, continued good luck uh, with uh, what's going on here. And I'd like to think that some point down the future we can talk about this in our rearview mirror because it's been solved. Uh, it, uh, you know, hope springs eternal, I suppose. For sure, Bill. I appreciate you taking the time, and, and I do hope we'll be able to see this in our rearview mirror at some point. Thanks again, Craig. Take care. Take care. Bye. Craig Cooper, manager of Homeless Prevention for the City of London, uh, who are also dealing with these uh, tent encampments as we are in downtown Hamilton. Uh, and nobody wants to, and I have not heard anybody simply say, yeah, let's continue to do this. This is a, this is a great idea. It's not. It's not, But these are people that are in dire circumstances, many of them. Uh, and as Craig mentioned, some of them are people that were living on the street anyway. Uh, and that may be one thing in August. It's a totally different thing in January and February. So there needs to be some long-term solutions. And, you know, we've talked about this, and you've heard this uh, from other programs as well. Uh, you know, when you start talking about affordable housing, you're also talking about things like living wage and if people have enough money for affordability. And if they don't, <laughs> if you can't pay the rent, uh, you know, we already know that the, the, the moratorium on evictions was lifted. Uh, these people that are being told to leave have nowhere to go except a situation like this, which is why we really need to have the federal and provincial governments coming to the table with all of the municipalities that are dealing with this. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.